0: Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on Direct TV. Terms and restrictions apply. The Athletic. I'm sorry, you can sit there and look and play with all your silly machines as much as you like. Is Gascoigne going to have a crack? He is, you know.
1: Oh!
0: And Kung Fu kicked a supporter who was eye without a shadow of a doubt giving him lip. Oh, I say! It's amazing! He does it tame and tame and tame again. Crank up the music! Charge a glass! This nation is going to dance
2: all night! When your mum meets Mike Dean... Potmaster vs. Clichés, the final stand. A potential world record for fans counting out how long a goalkeeper's holding onto the ball. Jonathan Pierce lets Robot Wars back into his life. The enduring ding-dong battle that is Pep G vs. Pat D. Steven Gerrard's elite cuisines of this world. Romelu Lukaku's implausible plant-based protein promo patter. And excruciating scenes from Down Under. Brought to your ears by The Athletic, this is Football Clichés. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 130 of Football Clichés. I'm Adam Hurry And with me, first of all, is Charlie Eccleshare. Charlie, how are you doing? I feel like we have emerged from the most too-good, too-bad Premier League weekend for quite a while.
1: Interesting.
2: There was floodlight failure. There was Mm. drone incursions. Chelsea's goal net had to be repaired. Adrian Ah, Childs would have lapped this up in the golden era. Alongside him is David Walker. Dave, um, sensational scenes at Vicarage Road elsewhere on Friday night. You took your mum to her first ever Watford game. Hmm. And then within 90 minutes, she was calling Mike Dean a bastard. <laughs> she was.
3: Yes. Wow. She, what a trajectory. She has She's always had this thing whilst like watching England games or whatever. She gets really, really distressed about any sort of physical contact, any pushing or shoving, you know, any aggression, even in the most minor sense, she'll be outraged by it and thus if mike dean was not give, you know there was a few like 50 50s or whatever or the shoulder to shoulder challenges and stuff and mike dean didn't give it she was up she was incensed that's which- interesting i would have
1: thought um yeah that's not normally where dean triggers people it's more his kind of haughtiness and mm. and arrogance and often being quite petty and sort of calling for stuff so interesting other angle to Dean hating
2: Right, let's get on with this week's adjudication panel. I think we might be into the final reckonings of Football Clichés versus Popmaster because Ken Bruce has gone all self-aware on us.
0: The reach of our little podcast is growing by the day and yesterday we were surprised and delighted to discover we'd been discussed on the Football Clichés podcast which is described as a show about the language of football. Hosts Adam, Charlie and David had clearly heard the Popmaster podcast last week in which we discussed Claire being the latest contestant to use a particular Cliche in relation to her football team. You know this one. sins. Yeah, which then resulted in a large discussion on about whether we had decided to discuss it after hearing their podcast.
2: There's a possibility that "For My Sins" has become a noted phenomenon on Popmaster before we picked up on it uh, among mm. some of the diehards. Yeah. Mm. So um, if we were ever going to claim we
3: were the first, we shouldn't. I but mean, "For My Sins" has been knocking around yeah. oh, for please. a long, long while. I mean, how long has Popmaster been going for? Decades, I, I imagine,
0: right? And for its sins. <laughs> yes, indeed. For my sins. It has been knocking around as a popmaster cliché since the dawn of time, or when our quiz started nearly a quarter of a century ago. It's not the only football-based cliché you'll hear, though, at 10.30. See, also, they've missed the sitter, getting the easy question wrong. At the end of the day, I just wasn't good enough, Ken. And our particular favourite... I'm happy with the runner-up prize. Unlike in football, though, our competitors do actually mean that. And no, they won't be swapping their T-shirt with anyone. Thank you very much. And that's it. They think it's all over for this introduction. It is now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, so obviously, Dave, we now have got to a point where... Oh, my God. We... this is the Cold War now, reaching its final final chapter. I want to know what the fallout could be from here. And then, on the next episode of Popmaster, this happened.
0: And a uh, bit of a football fan, am I right? Uh, I'm afraid so. Yes. <laughs> well, should I ask or not bother? We just move on to something else. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's probably easier <laughs> in the long run. So uh, yeah. Apart from that and your football, what do you like to do? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really, I feel really
1: bad about that. I mean, he sounds that sounds a bit. He sounded a bit deflated. As it if, was, like exactly. It, like, oh, let's not bother. We've done it every week. Uh, I don't want to say he's
2: bottled it, Charlie. I just think he's fed up with it now. I yeah, think it's
1: like... I, he does sound a bit rattled. Look, mm. I think you know it's the, the is Pod's living rent free in his head, which I feel bad about. I don't want. To, I don't think we should be living rent free in anyone's head. Least of all Ken Bruce's. Least of all Ken, Ken Bruce's. Bruce. It should. Ken. We should just be a kind of separate entity. Um, oh. it, it, the rent we,
2: should be massive in Ken Bruce's head.
1: <laughs> yeah and and he should be, feel free to you know if people want to say for my sins that's great and that's up mm. to them and, and yeah it was like oh why, not why, why denying anybody's right to say it not denying no, anybody's ab- right to a- say it absolutely not but, hey, what an incredible crossover I can't believe yeah. it and apologies right. if this feels a bit self-indulgent us kind of Don't listening care. to ourselves but come on it's this is huge this infiltration
3: it's great news I'm, I'm honoured our voices have been heard on the Popmaster podcast as introed was- by Ken Bruce himself well, they... I am uncomfortable about playing a clip from a podcast that features a clip from our
2: podcast and then we play it. I don't, it's <laughs> yeah. too much even for me. Did you notice
3: a <laughs> spike
1: amongst like the Radio 2 demographic suddenly downloading <laughs> downloading our podcast after no, that?
2: nice no, that you think I'm buried in the analytics <laughs> today, but this is too much, too much talk about us.
1: Let's move on. But this does set a, wor- a worrying precedent just, you know, on whether this will mean others, you know... If if others start being aware of what we're saying, does that affect them? I don't want that to happen. We should just be insulated from yeah. from from the rest I, I, of the world.
2: Yeah, I, I don't want us to get into a position where we have to we have to check ourselves and the things we say. I'm gonna exactly. um, no, I'm gonna
3: exactly. I'm gonna edit that. I'm gonna we can you can use we've got Ken Bruce now saying the football cliches podcast. <laughs> worried about the emphasis. Worried about the emphasis there. Get the emphasis sorted, Ken Bruce.
2: I, we're not the football cliches podcast because uh, it's it's not what I've grown up saying.
3: So I am in full support of this I'm, in I'm very pleased about this development I wonder what the crossover is with I think this then. is this is this is one step further to Ken Bruce appearing on Mesut Arlen Dix. oh yes
2: could be Partick Thistle fan so let's see how that goes I'm sure he's got a lot to get off his chest right this is David De Gea claiming a tame header two minutes before the end of Manchester United's 3-1 win at Brentford um, what I want you to listen out for is is the crowd's reaction to him holding on to the ball um, this goes on longer than I've ever heard it before
3: Parte bueno nel mucchio. Gea, facile il suo intervento sul gruppo di testa
0: di Pinnock, non era però riuscito a fare da torre, può praticamente a concludere, ma questa è una telefonata per Teghea. I tifosi contano i secondi. Che Teghea tiene in mano la palla.
2: I think we got as far as 15 there, Charlie. I don't think I've ever heard it go up to 15 before. Why would you even need to?
1: No. Well, is, is that a putting pressure on the ref? Is that letting him know he's exceeded the, the six-second rule?
2: Yeah, yeah. More than um, doubled it. Mm. Huge. But, but I don't think we should let the Brentford fans off the hook here, though, Dave, because they were counting too quickly. They were. If you're going to try and enforce the rule yeah. in your you know pedantic, partially playful way, at least count it in proper seconds.
3: One Mississippi. Two
2: Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's such a throwback. I mean, because I remember when that rule was invented and there was a lot of that and fans up in arms and players even sometimes would count and be saying to the ref, like, he's exceeded the six-second rule. To, to still be hearing it, there is... Uh, look, I'm gonna. I'm sure th- this might have been, but but that to me seems quite small time, doesn't yeah. it? To, to be Maybe. appealing
2: for that now? Yeah, I mean, two minutes to go, still 3-1 down. It's not going to make any it's difference. It's just one but... of
1: those like unwritten rules you know is mm. sort of a bit... When was the last time that was enforced? I don't think I I've mean, ever U- seen UC it. As- UC and I remember, got done with it. I think it's St. James's Park. And- right. A, an indirect free kick was awarded from which Newcastle scored, but it's it's extreme. That was 2000. That was January 2002. It's. I have it's to rare. say, I to declare my ignorance here.
2: I, it's it's right at the top of my list of laws. I'm not actually sure exist laws slash directives that I'm not sure actually exist anymore or ever did. Do you know what I mean? It's it's one of those things that no one ever really explains. Yeah, it did. It
1: before. came in, but yeah, I don't. I assume it still exists because we haven't been told otherwise. <laughs>
2: he's taken he's taken four steps, <laughs> reckon. Yeah.
1: And I remember playing once, actually, getting a, the, the opposition goalkeeper got penalised for it. But this would have been in, like, 2005. So, I mean, it's... It should
2: start, Dave. I mean, if, we, if we're going to be really clamping down on this, it should start when, the, when a goalkeeper sort of flops to the floor unnecessarily when his mm. team are winning late. That's when the count should start. Yes. I mean, I don't want to use a wrestling analogy again, but that's when the count should start. Oh
1: <laughs> Suddenly, <laughs> <No>. Mr. Anti-Wrestling. <laughs> creeping in the influence is creeping boxing. in no. although at least that's you're, you're not anti-wrestling such should anti-WWE aren't you so that you could argue that's no, just I'm, that, an, that's, I'm anti-wrestling that, even the old British ones e- even grassroots wrestling <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's all shit yes absolutely next up this is this week's I couldn't wait to talk about this on the football cliches podcast bit uh, this is from Daniel Holt Paul Merson Charlie was on Carabao Cup duty on Thursday night
1: oh I think I might know what you're talking about because a lot of people have sent have messaged me about this Gone. on
2: good this is um, Arsenal versus Liverpool uh, Uh, Merson talking about Arsenal's prospects in the Carabao Cup this season. And I think we couldn't have found a better example of how football and just being in football completely overrides the wider language.
0: You know, you've got this far, you know, try and take it now. You know, they've worked so hard to bring it back to the Emirates. And this is a semi-final, you know, come what February, (laughs) every professional (laughs) footballer will be sitting at home watching... Chelsea v. Liverpool or the
3: Arsenal mission I wish I was playing in this game. Oh my. Where do you <laughs> start?
2: <laughs> need to need to set the stall out very early here. This isn't us taking the piss out, someone no. is speaking. This is us this is us genuinely fascinated by the logic by which this must have taken hold, Dave, because it, because the logic is, is perfectly clear. Come what February, that's what people say. Fine. It does just, make sense. Just changes the month. Yeah. You just <laughs> changes
1: the month. It's, a, it, it's, not, it's not his fault that the League Cup is always in that weird slot. It's quite it
2: annoying, isn't it? It does
1: make sense. Come what February.
3: Come what February. It does roll off the tongue. Come what June, come what July, you want to be playing in the World Cup?
1: <laughs> yeah, it could be any month. It's just rare there isn't another month, is there, than than May.
2: It's opened up to question, Charlie, because I mean no, I want to do a kind of poll out there of unsuspecting people about whether they think May is indeed a month... Capitalised <laughs>
0: or not. <laughs> you know,
2: yes. But it did seem weird to me, Dave. It, it seemed weird to me and, and I, it jumped out straight away and I was fascinated by it. And I thought, seems an unusual thing to say, but no, it does seem weird. But has he done it before? He has done it before. This is August 2020 in the first round draw of the Carabao Cup.
0: I love this trophy. I think it's a big part of our, of our game. Man City have got a grip on this but when there ain't two legs in a semi-final, You know, you never know on a one-off game. So, for me, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's a great competition. Come what February, on a Sunday, you put the telly on and every professional footballer watching that will be thinking, if they're not there, will be thinking, I wish I was planning that.
2: I would go as far to say now, Dave, that come what February should now be the official
3: tagline for the Carabao Cup. <laughs> <laughs> the, Car- the Carabao, come what February. The Carabao Cup <laughs> final. <laughs> I, 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 come what February. I almost think that the, this wouldn't work from any, if anyone else was saying it. Merson does have a he has got a peculiar ability to just mangle the language but still just rolls off the mm. tongue and makes sense. I can kind of imagine Jamie Redknapp saying it, Charlie.
1: Yes. That that is that is that is definitely true. <laughs> in, in, in quite Not the same. I don't
3: there's not the same charm though, I don't think. There's there's, there's No. No, got A twinkle in his eye. Yeah. Mm, quite right.
2: Right. Elsewhere at the Emirates on Thursday night, Gary Weaver we on, go, on commentary. here we go. Yeah. Rolling out his party trick. Let's cut to the chase here. I want to hear all of them in one go, please. This is Gary, plant their flag, Weaver, in all his glory.
0: Charlton have rolled down the Thames and they've planted their flag on Fulham soil. Everton have prized the doors to Molyneux open and they've come crashing through to plant their flag on Wolverhampton Wanderers soil. And Liverpool plant their flag in the ground on Arsenal soil. (laughs) <laughs> oh, a great rhythm
3: to it, Dave. A great rhythm to it. Da 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 da. I'm quite surprised. I, I hadn't noticed it obviously before we played the clip last week, which I enjoyed. It's not something I'd noticed. it's it's quite unusual, I think, for, for a commentator to sort of have a phrase that they use like that sort of as a kind of stock phrase. Was, you know, to the point where we are now, you know, crowning it as his trademark and maybe, you know, something to be proud of. Because he nails it every time, but it's yeah, it's it's really
1: good.
2: You need to lay the ground rules for this, Charlie. Uh, it is always an away team yeah. scoring. Like you can't you can't plant no, your flag in your own he, stadium. That's not it's, the rule. It's interesting,
1: because I think I said this. There was one because he's very that is brilliant. He's it, like that sort of emphasis. But there was one he did. It, it's a general kind of storming of barricades. So there was one around Christmas where it's like they have. Arrived. They have landed on their turf, and they have said, "No, this is ours." So it's kind of, its not always just the <laughs> planting of the flag. It's just this. I think he's really preoccupied with this idea of a team coming in and in a sort of making a gra- a land grab, kind of military style. But I do wonder as well if he's if I'm- he's slightly in on the joke himself and is aware of it. But is that dangerous? I hope so. Or will his employers be I like, "You can't keep using"? plant the flag thing. if
2: it was more if it was if it was cheesier and if it was more awkward to listen to then then i would i would worry about that sort of thing but i think it's just very effective it's very it's tuneful but not in an annoying way i just i, I think it's got great poise to it and i would happily listen to it 10 or 12 more <laughs> times
3: <laughs> the molyneux one works really well as well doesn't it like they've Prize prized yours. open the doors of molyneux it's it, it sounds fortressy Carcely, isn't name, yeah.
2: It's interesting how much work you have to do before, you know, pre flag planting. I do There's have. There's a lot of work still to do.
3: Yes. And I just wonder, you know, we talked last week about whether, you know, they're sort of giving us visions of commentators doing battle reenactments at weekends. I also wonder whether, do the Weaver family go on holidays in the summer to, like, you know, Caravan Park or something? I can imagine him planting his flag, planting the Weaver flag on the turf. We
1: have arrived. (laughs) Weaver flag. And they know we've arrived. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: we've checked in we've signed
2: in not till 4pm we are here and we mean business (laughs) another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast, lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help for your financial to-dos Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centres or 24-7 in our mobile banking app
0: With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, look at that! That is wonderful! Brought to your ears by The Athletic. This is Football Clichés.
2: So, I don't want to leave alone the events at Vicarage Road on Friday night. I want to go back to it one more time. This is from Harold Kelly, who was listening on Radio 5 Live and spotted someone finally getting the chance and plucking up the courage to say what they've always wanted to say to the BBC's Jonathan Pearce.
0: An hour played, Watford nil, Norwich City one, and the Norwich fans have got all their phone lights on now to add a little hand to the situation. We've got a delay in play on 5 Live. As they try and sort out this situation. I thinking that Watford have gone.
3: Hey, I still miss Robot
0: Wars. No, thank you very much. Have <laughs> <laughs> you heard that? Van saying he still misses Robot Wars, so do I. I missed the check, to be fair, Karen. There you are. <laughs> Lovely programme to work on. No, I was just saying that with Hernandez coming on, they've, they've gone to a 4 4 2, Watford. And up top. Oh. oh,
3: I was hoping there might be a bit more at the end. <laughs> yeah, because oh, it, Karen Carney was a... obviously wasn't a fan of Robot Wars. I really wanted her to go. <laughs> yeah, you know, Jonathan, I was a big fan of Sir Killer lot He's
1: he's so <laughs>
3: clearly still thinking
1: about it when she when
3: she brings All it back. Right. I was right. to be like,
1: I mean, it was a very it was a very successful. Yeah, I don't know if you heard that. All that was was I don't know if you heard that. Touch yeah. of the oh, very about much that, so. wasn't
2: there. But but I mean, many people, of course. Dave Hock back to Pierce's Robot Wars days. And it's comforting to me to know that he hasn't not not disowned it, but is isn't he's not happy to kind of leave it behind. He's proud of it mm. and he
3: <laughs> apparently proud of the income as well. Good. Good for him. Absolutely. I mean it was it was a pretty big deal at the time, wasn't it? Bet there was never gonna be a better man for the job than Jonathan Pierce. Yeah. Uh,
1: don't know if you heard that, but that was just just a fan there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
2: don't know if you heard that, but that was Kim yeah. Bruce on, uh, on Um Charlie, the, 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 obviously, there was obviously kind of just a tipping point where you
3: just thought, this is it, this is the moment, I can do it, I've had enough to drink, I'm going to do it, it's fine. There's enough it's of a lie. lull.
1: I'm never going to get better opportunity to do this.
3: Perhaps he was actually listening. I mean, you know, maybe he was thinking, actually, they're struggling. <laughs> maybe, he's, maybe I'll, I'll give maybe him a Maybe he was hand. a plan.
1: I mean, it sounds John like if Jonathan Pierce is only too happy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he said to go thought, could you, like... <laughs> Maybe just, you know, just, just mention... If the yeah. floodlights go yeah. out, could you ask me about Ravel? He does that in every game he's been doing that. Finally there was a floodlight failure. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Dave, if I were to talk to you about Premier League rivalries, I'd say Roy Keane versus Patrick Vieira. I'd say Kevin Keegan versus Alex Ferguson. I'd also say Pep Guardiola versus Hotels.com's Patrick Davison.
0: We made one of the best performances of the season.
1: Really? That good? You thought it was one of your best performances of the season? By far. What makes you say that? What did you like about
0: it? Everything.
2: <laughs> Charlie, I mean, everyone's expecting us to to champion the bit where Pep Guardiola goes, by far. But I actually like the secondary disbelief in yeah. really? <laughs> well, really? What, really? He's getting cheeky What about it? He's definitely getting cheekier.
1: Amazing. The whole thing's amazing. Two titans coming head to head, <laughs> n- knowing, uh, yeah, kind of knowing which buttons to press. That way, the thinning of the eyes by far, is is incredible.
2: <laughs> You've got to get the lean in right,
3: haven't you, Dave? You've got to get the lean in right. Buff. I know. And the, the look in his eyes is terrifying. He's almost... It's like Travis Bickle or something, you know. In, you can imagine him being that sort of psychopath talking to himself in the mirror. Pep. Davidson must see him in yeah. his sleep now. <laughs> yeah. So that, that toothy grin, that oddly toothy Are they, grin.
2: Do you think
1: they're both living rent-free in each other's heads? It's sort <laughs> yeah. of reciprocal... Yeah rent situation
2: arrangement yeah definitely but yeah but yeah looking forward to just seeing <laughs> davidson's evolution into an, sort of gentle what, really pep it's you're really, not you're not really joking yeah. you drew all. Oh, is that really really your best fair enough but yeah, at the same time classic pep classic, oh i like, love really passive
1: aggressive pep. pep that's the best pep yeah absolutely
2: we've talked about commentators curse quite a lot on this podcast dave um, I feel like this might be a close cousin of this. I want to play you two elements of foreboding commentary from Crystal Palace versus Liverpool. Let's hear number one. Here's Firmino. Wins the corner out of the Crystal Palace captain, Joel Ward. Now we know corner situations well, Liverpool are right were
0: already a goal up when they came here last year. It took three minutes to score the first of their seven. And even though they've not made a breakthrough here, this is a worrying start for Crystal Palace, bearing in mind Liverpool's strength and their own weakness from
2: defending this kind of situation Robertson's kick
0: Van Dijk as
2: easy as that Fits together very well, Charlie. It's almost like they were commentating on it for like a DVD yeah, three yeah. years later. Yeah, and the
1: goal. That weird commentator on Eurosport they used to have. It was kind of something like the historic present. Uh, yeah, you're, I, I mean, I much prefer it the other way, as you say. The, what I always imagine match of the day, and they'll be like, and of course, Liverpool have never scored a corner in their history at this end of Salah. Yeah. They have now! <laughs> which I always thought yeah. was like. Mm, if they made that up like, were they actually saying all that stuff they just done it for match of the day yeah that's a weird one but probably satisfying for Hawthorne
2: yeah and then of course later on Dave Mr. Narrative made it 2-0 I
3: mean the positive thing for Crystal Palace is it's only
2: 1-0 for how long Fabinho Oxlade-Chamberlain Alexander-Arnold they really are threading it together well for all that they've only got the one goal so far. Andy Robertson, all the way across to Oxley chamberlain
0: It was only a matter of time before they got the second, and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain is the man who has got it!
1: It really was, yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: Gagging for it, they were. They have planted their it's... flag at Selhurst Park. <laughs> it's almost as if they willed that into existence.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, as a, as a staunch neutral in this... Scenario and many others. Charlie, I feel like this is the sort of thing that Palace fans would get like annoyed about. Like, well, you wanted this to happen, you made it happen.
3: Yeah,
1: it's like the Martin Tyler
3: accusations of bias. Like,
2: see,
1: you kept saying it. It just like they were listening. Yeah. They
3: could have heard you. Carragher put the mockers on it early, didn't he? When he when he said it's a good thing for Crystal Palace. Luckily for Palace, it's only one nil. They've still got a chance. Within fifteen seconds of him saying that, balls in the back of the net, and it was a good piece of commentary because I think you could. The commentator clearly sees it. He can, th- he can feel oh, it mm, coming. Smell he can see the, the balls being spread nice around. And, it, you know, it took a bit of a risk, but it's one of those occasions where it just pays off beautifully.
2: It does actually enhance the goal, I think, mm. in, 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 certainly in the second example. Really building, building it lifts, It lifts it, doesn't but, yeah. it?
3: It's that kind of the, the yeah. Barry Davis one
1: of, is he going to have a crack he is you know Mm. just that
2: mm. of course you know the other 99 times out of 100 it doesn't it doesn't come off Charlie we don't hear about those so it's good to celebrate good to celebrate the ones that do gets the shot away (laughs) (laughs) Elliot Newstead was observing things at Selhurst Park and he said that he heard Jamie Carragher saying Liverpool need to take the sting out of the game and it got him thinking, how long does the sting last for? Is there a certain minute in the match after which it's acceptable to use the phrase the sting? And in fact, Charlie, what is
1: the sting? Mm.
2: And how do you get rid of it? What is, I mean, let's, let's okay, let's deal with this first. What is the sting?
1: The sting is the kind of, uh, slight like chaos factor. The team's got at you. It's a, there's a bit of needle it's a bit, right. it's a bit helter-skelter, okay. and there's loads going on and if you it's, it's out of control. control exactly and if you're the better team, you want there to be control because if there's control and if all things are equal, you will win. But if the sting's there, it's kind of like, whoa, what's going on here? Like there are big tackles are flying in and things are being allowed, the crowd are up. You want to get rid of that and make it a sort of more sterile calmer behind closed doors feel.
2: Dave, are you happy with this? So the sting isn't necessarily they're all over you. It's not a concerted spell of pressure for the opposition. It's just the fact that you, the favourites, have lost control of this game. And that's what the other team want.
3: You are dealing with an act of sort of aggressive. You are under attack. Let's not get too bogged down in the the metaphor of the actual sting <laughs> is it a scorpion is it a bee is it a jellyfish wolf? who knows but like <laughs> exactly yeah but like it sort of works in that level though because you've got to you've got to have an antidote almost you know you've been stung and you've got to just calm it down you need to just exactly so what is that well actually for? and just on that often the sting
1: will be that you were two up and cruising and then a team has right. pulled one back, and then suddenly out of nowhere, the crowd's up, all their players are up, and they are yep. putting a bit of pressure. And th- that they, a good ju- sting. they good just stingy. need to take the sting out of the game a little bit, get some possessions. Yes. That's good. Pass it around. It's a retali-
3: so it's a retaliatory sting, I suppose. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Mm. You, you 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 were in mm. control and then you've been stung and it's like and then mm. if you and if it stays in there, you're gonna get hurt. You're gonna get really badly hurt. You need to take the sting out and just Take a breath.
3: Neutralise yeah. it. Yeah. Sterilise it. Put some yeah. ointment on. How do you sterilise it, Dave? What do you need to do? Just calm That's it down. T- take your time. Slow it down. Yeah. Slow things down. Play at your yeah. pace. Yeah.
2: Yeah. In, in more extreme examples, Charlie, you'd have to bring someone on to do That's it. That's a good idea. What, like a, like a John Obi McHale
1: style. He'd be a good take yeah. stinger outer win, win a couple of cheap free kicks. Move up the so you can move up the pitch. That kind of thing.
2: Yeah. Okay. I think we've established what a sting is and how to take it out. Running and Reading got in touch with us. He says he was walking in town earlier and heard a father say to his primary school-aged son <laughs> that Newcastle are having a sustained spell of possession. <laughs> and it really caught me <laughs> off guard. Is that a thing that football fans talk about, especially when one of them is below 12? <laughs> Charlie, it's almost like a live text <laughs> thing to say, it, isn't it? it sounds betting very I
3: think it's betting app.
2: <laughs> All right. Okay. I,
3: I reckon that's what it is. I, I love this whole um,
1: scenario that uh, has been painted here. Of a a father with his son. Yeah, that is quite that, isn't it? A sustained spell of possession. How
2: are they getting on? Uh, Newcastle, what's the score? How are they getting on?
3: Oh, they're having a sustained spell of possession (laughs) at the moment. Um, Not very illuminating, is it, Dave? No, but it does sort of depend on whether he's watching or... Yeah, where's he getting that info? Is it his own... That cannot be his own is he info. Is he making that judgment? That
1: can't be. Yeah. That, that has to be a live text or something that he's parroting. Yeah.
2: You wouldn't say that while you were watching the game, would you? You just wouldn't. What kind of father's watching a game on his phone as he's walking through town with his yeah, um, uh, maximum yeah, 12-year-old exactly. He's got an
3: acker on, hasn't he? He has to, <laughs> whilst, you know, whilst out of the shops or whatever.
1: And or he's just, this guy just isn't that into football himself, but his son is... And so he's got mm. it, and he's, and oh, he's just reading point. it verbatim. <laughs>
2: he's going to lap this up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to flag it. This will get me the custody battle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the lion's share of custody. <laughs> God, this, this poor man. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, anyway um, on to a food-related section for Football Clichés podcast. Uh, first up... From Sky Sports, Steven Gerrard being asked what his favourite meal is.
0: Next one, a little bit random, this one just says, what is Steven Gerrard's favourite meal? So pe- people want to know what your favourite meal is.
3: I think when you eat everything that's not good for you, is lovely, isn't it? You know, you're Chinese, you're Italians, <laughs> yeah. you're your Indians. So true. I-
2: Charlie, I reckon up until today, I thought I had heard every conceivable way of pluralising something in a football context. This one I'd never even considered and I also don't think I like it. I don't think it works and I don't think it performs the role that we have previously talked about for You don't pluralism. think so? I don't think so. I don't think you need I don't think it adds anything your to say you're Chinesees, you're Indians, you're
1: <laughs> your Italians. <laughs> no, no, I don't think it adds anything, but I think it's it's still in that blissful footballer just talk, like everything talking about everything in a footballery kind of way.
2: But this isn't a kind of oh, is it kind of, it's sort of a likes
1: of situation but you could have said of this world but he did because they're all kind of elite
3: options you know they've all <laughs> got a huge amount of respect for all of them <laughs> the big three <laughs> this works better than if you were if then if you were pluralizing your Lukaku's your your Salas whatever because that is just nonsensical but your Chinese's your Italian's and you're Indians, there are multiple instances of all of those things. Yeah. Uh, he's, he might too have five big. different favourite favorite Chinese restaurants that he's, he's, he's lumping together. There's too many subcategories of those things
2: to pluralize it. Maybe this is what I mean, because I think it would be better to say, you're Vindelouz, you're
1: Oh, you mean it's too broad? too
2: he, Yeah. He, I think that might be what it
1: jars. He, yeah, he, he is talking through, a, within that, there are a lot of options. Italian as well. It's not even not even gone to pizza. That was his ultimate
2: choice. Ultimately. Yeah, he, he was he was pushed to narrow it down to one. He said if I was having
3: wine, I'd have an Italian. But there's such yes, yeah, such a range, you know, because it could be carbonara, it could be bolognese Yeah, Italian food is not all you know, unhealthy. I mean, linguine. a lot of it's rich, but Yeah, it's exact olives yeah. and bread
1: There's and a big discrepancy from that to like a Domino's pizza.
2: <laughs> oh, that's pushing the uh, pushing the definition there, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs>
1: pizza <hut. laughs> stuff first. <laughs>
0: Brought to your ears by The Athletic. This is football clichés.
2: Next up, perhaps one of the uh, most dubiously timed uh, announcements of a football tie-up. This is Romello Lukaku signing up with Beyond Meat.
1: We all know a banger when we see one. When it comes to food, the Beyond Sausage has the delicious taste of a sausage plus all the benefits of being made from plants. Now that's
0: a banger. A better choice for the planet. Go Beyond.
2: Where does this rank on the scale of footballers engaging with their promotional content, Charlie? Well, I've got a lot of questions on this
1: because Mm, a lot of it... A lot. Uh, And we did a whole episode on uh, footballers and ads back in the day. Now, if, do we know, I mean, does Lukaku have a plant-based diet or anything like that? Is this a... a, a, He's a flexitarian, apparently. Yeah, so what, that's kind of in between vegan, vegetarian. So I, I think that does, at least it's not a totally, you know, we watched ones in years gone by of Cristiano Ronaldo and all sorts of, bizarre tie-ups and other players doing things you you get Mm. the sense they don't have a clue what they are this one at least there's that element to it
2: there's an element of plausibility that he might be using the product in question fine i agree with that it was followed up though dave with a classic pr email to launch the campaign it started off with some textbook thrilled to be signing up chat and then i quote romelu added it's no secret that brits love a banger and it's become one of my favourite dishes too since being in the UK. I really enjoy cooking for the people I love and the Beyond Sausage never disappoints. Packed with 17 <laughs> grams of plant-based protein, it's the perfect winter warmer and works brilliantly in hearty and wholesome dishes such as bangers and mash, toad in the hole, or it can simply be chopped and added to pasta or used as a <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Who wrote this? I know we're supposed to be incredulous about this and I'm falling into the trap. It's fine. But this is beyond. This is beyond. Don't do the protein bit. It's just Don't have that as a
1: quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, have is. that in there. Fine. Romello added. <laughs> Romello, mu- Romello mused.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but they've also missed, some, missed an opportunity there with toad in the hole to have some sort of, you know, football pun about playing in the hole. Toad in the goal. Or in the goal. Exactly, just yeah, do that. Exactly.
1: exactly. I mean, they've gone big on banger, haven't they? They've really pushed that one.
3: Yeah, Brits, yeah. Brits love a, love a banger. We all know Brits love a banger. Love a banger, oh Brits. my god! Mm. But in general, like he, he looks quite a good fit for it. Like he's he, he sort of, he, as you say, it's sort of plausible. I I kind I could buy that he would be into this stuff. He famously changed his diet mm, so-
1: under contact.
3: Yeah, so that's all good. That works. I wonder. I don't know whether the Chelsea fan base have got hold of this yet. It seems ripe to me that if he has a dry spell in front of goal or it keeps not going well for him and or there's more issues off field and there'd be some Oh, come on, too busy flogging plant based sausages, mate <laughs> Exactly <laughs> too busy is very much the, the, the cornerstone
1: of it.
2: Too busy going off flogging Linda McCartney whatever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Linda McCartney. That is exactly throughout this I've been thinking Linda McCartney sausages and how, how much they feel.
2: Oh dear. Oh, anyway, but that concludes the food section for today's Football Clichés podcast. Back though, we went into this in depth with Josh Genzel last week. But listener Dave S has got in touch and he's done the research on this. He says, I've done the analysis on stadiums and stands and I'm afraid to say always the East stand argument holds no water. I found the following numbers across all football league stadiums, excluding the ones with sponsors in the name and only including pure direction plus stand names. Okay, here we go. This is his breakdown. North stands, 25. East stands, 23. South stands, 23. West stands, 25. It's an even spread, Charlie. There is no bias towards East stands.
1: Well, there you go. There must be some weird confirmation bias that has led us to this point, but you can't argue with the numbers. Fair play for doing that research.
3: Although he said he's excluded ones that have sponsors' names. Ooh, hello. So, you know, that could be a bit of a variable there.
2: Well, if they did feel strongly enough about the tradition of that stand to keep its name. But yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't prepared for such a tight title race between those compass points. He goes on though, Charlie. He says some more honourable and potentially dishonourable mentions. The following have great stadium names and good balance in their stand names. Home park, this is Plymouth, they have two times roads behind, one famous ship and another former team of another sport who first played in stadium. That seems a little bit little bit weird that last one. He goes on, Portman Road, two times club in England legends, former owner, local company yeah, sponsor. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good mix.
1: That's, had ev- that's the equivalent of a game that had everything. That's the standards hmm. everything.
2: This is perhaps the deluxe version of that. Villa Park, Dave, 16th century landowner, road, direction, former chairman. That's a, that's a very solid I- quartet. <laughs> Finally, at city ground, Charlie, legendary manager, his assistant, a river... Yeah. And a road mm. assistant can't be too many assistants. Well,
1: he's got to be. He's got to be one of the yeah, the the most um, sort of celebrated, hasn't he?
2: The most mythologised mm. of all assistants, perhaps. You know. The man behind the legend, etc.
1: So yeah, some
2: good ones there. But he finishes with this: Dave Preston should be credited for going full on history at Deepdale. Three stands named after club legends, and one simply named the Invincibles Stand.
3: Full history. They are, I think, probably like the most historical yeah. club, really, aren't they? Yeah. They've done nothing. The
2: National, National Football Museum is there, or used yeah. to be there. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And like the EFL are based in Preston, I think, because of that reason as well. And I, it's yeah. It's all Tom Finney and all
2: that stuff. <laughs> yeah. You're Tom Finney. The yeah, first yeah, time exactly.
1: something's happened since Preston did it in 1894.
2: Yeah. And it's a, it's a nice stadium, too. It's, it's, yeah, it's a lovely stadium. Good floodlights. Right then. Um, Charlie, potentially a quiz for you. Phil Dowd's shirt <laughs> is available on eBay. This is the shirt he wore in the 2010 Carling Cup final between Aston Villa and Manchester United. How much do you need to pay to
1: secure On eBay. It? For that shirt,
2: yeah. What's the asking price? Yep. Not the best referee's. vintage So has shirt, he
1: put so. that on, or so so, so, so someone has so. it already, and they're someone saying you, you need it. to spend this much, or it's not worth it. It's not worth. Yeah, yeah. Like the reserve okay. price, not signed either. I would not signed, but there is there's a picture confirming signed. that he wore it. <laughs> okay. I'd love to know how this came into this guy's hands. Uh, Thirty-five pounds.
2: Thirty-five
3: pounds. That's low. That's, that's very low. I'm. I reckon Charlie. this is going for three figures at least. I reckon. I reckon possibly two hundred pounds. Interesting. Five hundred and twenty-five pounds
2: to secure Phil Dowd shirt from the Carling Cup final.
1: Who is going to pay that?
2: I don't even remember that final. Nobody does. It, it
1: was a. It was a forgettable two-one United victory. If memory serves, Villa went ahead. I think five hundred. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I mean, I guess if you were like a big ref referee enthusiast, maybe a referee yourself, big Phil huge Dowd, I mean. Phil Dowd fan, I don't. I don't think you're getting more than 35.
3: Is it Phil Dowd? Is he trying to buy it back? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> his I need collection. It back. <laughs> Setting up a GoFundMe just to get his own shirt back from his from his career highlight. Um, secondary and no less obvious question, Dave, where the hell and when are you going to be wearing Phil Downs referee shirt?
3: I mean, exactly. I mean, you're you're speaking of which, you're a man who's bought a referee shirt, aren't you? I have a classic. It's an Italian. I will
1: say a great purchase I once made was in Vietnam. They were set amongst all the cheap football kits. There was a referee kit, which uh, a friend and I bought with another friend in mind. And then we, if there was like a fancy dress or that sort of thing, he wore it. looked a bit like uh, Kalina, and that was that was actually like the best three quid I ever spent. So
3: yeah, that's exactly that's three quid. That's a knockoff referee's version from in Vietnam. <laughs> five hundred quid
2: for Bill Downs yeah. referee kit. Impulse purchase. I'm sorry. I'm, I had a couple of drinks. Yeah. So I've spent 520 <laughs> times i have filled down shirt for twenty ten carling cup. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I don't know
3: what to do. Uh, and then I think, I mean, yeah, you can't wear it. You've got to frame it. Surely, it's got to be a framer.
2: I'm going to buy it when the, uh, with, the, when the picture, with a picture
3: with a picture of with a picture of Dow just raising a yellow card underneath it or something. <laughs>
2: I want to end with this. I found. This entire clip, actually quite excruciating. Uh, Charlie, you might find it a smoother listen, given your tennis affiliations. Dave, I'm hoping you'll side with me. Uh, The Australian Open Tennis has been infested with a new craze, report Optus Sport.
0: Cristiano Ronaldo may be 17,000 kilometres away from Australia, but his goal celebration has taken over Melbourne Park. The Sue expression that the Manchester United forward is famous for was heard throughout Nick Curios' first round Australian Open match against Liam Brody. Kyrgios takes a two sets to love lead. No, I didn't think they were actually booing you, but I just no, they actually weren't saying boo, though. Yeah, that's what I was just going to ask. Do you know what?
1: Yeah, it's just a stupid. I can't believe they did it so much. Like it was just they were doing some Ronaldo thing. Like Ronaldo does it every time he scores, and it's just like a like. I I thought they were going to do it for like ten minutes. They did it
0: for two and a half hours, like every point. I don't know why, but. There's a zoo out there. Not everyone was as thrilled about the sound, especially former world number one Andy Murray.
1: There were some people booing during my practice yesterday. Um, yeah, so originally that's what I thought it was. But then, yeah, like after a few times, it was like, no, they're doing that. I think it's like Sue or something that Ronaldo does when he scores. Um, yeah, it was incredibly irritating.
0: Will it carry on throughout the tournament or is it a matter of... Why, please? <laughs> Charlie, we
2: spoke last week to Josh Denzel about how I can't bear it when people sort of half ass football chants, when they sort of relay them to you. It It's similar here. Don't say it. Don't say it out loud. I can't bear it.
1: There was actually an even worse instance of this. Uh, Danil Medvedev was getting but was legitimately getting booed after his interview because he'd upset some of the crowd. And then Jim Curry was saying, no, I think you're fine. they are actually saying uh, Sue, which is a Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> thing. It was like, I don't think they oh. are. And just stop it. Let's leave it. Let's leave behind <laughs> Sue as a thing.
2: I, um, I did enjoy the uh, sort of plinky-plonky curiosity music behind that, Dave, though, just to say, oh, what's going on here? <laughs> it absolutely nailed the music. Absolutely nailed it.
3: Very nicely made there by... Uh, our friends down under at Optus sports. We should start playing
2: that over uh, all of our segments in the Football Clichés podcast.
3: Well, yes, but also like
1: plinkety-plonk music was big in Neighbours for for Neighbours fans will know when a sort of, when a slight oh. curiosity was happening and they were following like Harold <laughs> Bishop was slightly up to no good. They'd play that plinkety-plonk. So oh. clear, clearly it's a big uh, Antipodean thing. Fair um,
2: enough. <laughs> fair play to our Australian friends.
3: The whole thing um, with the Ronaldo chant though, it, it, it is a, I find it quite fascinating how it's sort of, it's the only one of its kind that's really taken off. And I, I was watching the uh, United was it United Chelsea or United Liverpool, one of the big games before Christmas when Amazon had all the games, right? And um, I was in a pub uh, and there was... They were just all these people in the pub doing it. Mm. Like even when Ronaldo didn't score, like if United scored, it was just oh, they're all up just doing awful. the whole. Soo, like it's awful. And I just <laughs> don't get it. It's, it's and I don't want to sound like somebody like oh I just don't get it, but it's just it's really strange. I'm sort of I think I'm this is, fascinated I think this is by is ageless. think yeah. this is
2: ageless. This isn't about being old because I get it. I know what it is.
3: When did it start? When did he start He's doing done this? It for a while. And
1: I th- and, but expe- since he's come back, it's become a real thing because on his debut when he scored, all the fans did it in unison with him. Hmm. And I think then it's just exploded. It's taken off since then. Said- I just think
2: it's undermined completely by the fact that it is, a, it is a word slash sound that no one, no one should say out loud in describing it. It's That's also it. just not that
1: satisfying it's, it's or easy to say. It's fundamental. We, and so it's like everyone's no. saying it slightly differently. It doesn't have that great an emphasis. But if you're
2: doing it, if you're actually doing the celebration, I think it probably is quite satisfying to
1: bellow that. It's quite bovine yeah, in its maybe, own way. Charlie. But yeah, just sort of saying it is, um, yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't work.
2: Anyway, thanks to you, Dave, for coming on here and planting your flag on the <laughs> F***ing Clichés podcast <laughs> once again. Thank you. Charlie, probably one of your best performances. Really? That good? By far. We'll see everyone later in the week. Bye-bye. <laughs> The Athletic.